Welcome to the Homeschool High School Podcast, brought to you by SevenSistersHomeschool.com and the Ultimate Homeschool Podcast Network. I am so excited today because I have a kindred spirit here on the podcast. Um, I have as our guest, Julie Smith Mendez, and Julie is a working homeschool mom. I met her at the two to one conference that we talk about all the time um, a couple of years back. And I go, oh, my goodness, this is a woman who understands working moms. And not only that, she's a career coach, um, just like I am. So we have so many similarities um, in how we work, but not in our families. Our families are very different. So, Julie, would you tell us a little bit about your family and your homeschool journey? And then we'll just talk about homeschool working moms. Absolutely. Um, Well, again, my name is Julie. I have two girls that we homeschool. Um, My oldest is currently in eighth grade. So we're talking nine years of homeschool since the beginning. Yeah. Um, And so we have a sixth grader and eighth grader. Um, sass and frass, as I like to jokingly refer to them. Um, they definitely keep me on my toes. Um, we did start homeschooling in the built in, in the beginning. Um, this was literally just supposed to cover us during kindergarten because we were going to be, because of my hus- husband's career, we move every two to three years, often overseas. And this was just supposed to cover us that one year that like they basically were going to have us move four times in one year, you know, from hotel to hotel to hotel to country, you know, all that kind of stuff. And I was like, you just can't do that to a kid in kindergarten. No. Um, Don't, you know, that's going to destroy her for life, you know, in my melodramatic way. And so I was like, you know, why don't we just homeschool? Because how bad can you screw up kindergarten? (laughs) <laughs> I was like, I if, we screw up, if we screw up kindergarten, it's no big deal. She can just repeat yeah. kindergarten the next year. It's kindergarten, yeah. right? How bad can I really screw that up? And that's how I almost got perm- like, quote unquote, permission from everyone. I'm like, look, it's just kindergarten. <laughs> if I screw it up, it's not that big a deal. Yeah. Um, but then we loved it. And we just, we loved it. And we you know, were like, oh my gosh, we want to do this again. So we did it another year. And we're like, well, we're still having fun. So let's do it another year. And so nine years later, I'm about to enter high school and I'm just, you know, reading and you're learning about transcripts and I'm flipping out. But, you know, here we are. And you've enjoyed the ups and downs of nine years so far and not ruined your girls. In fact, you guys have had a lot of great homeschool adventures, right? We have. I'm going to admit and say um, middle school is not my favorite. But, you know, I, I do miss the kind of the elementary f- school years where I could say, hey, let's do this math project. And they thought that was cool. Yeah. Um, I've lost all cool. I've lost all my chill factor, apparently. But, um, you know, we're, we're now talking about like, hey, you know, what their actual dreams and goals are. You know, we're kind of hitting that, you know, they're starting to have life plan stage. It's starting to be yeah. real plans versus I want to be an astronaut or you know, I want to be a space pirate, you know, you know, yep, yep. And yeah, and it's that makes it so much more fun. Yeah. So, so you guys are in the, like the girls are starting to discover themselves and understand that there are some dreams that they have and some talents and abilities. And that's the beauty of high school. So I, I love uh, 
that you guys are getting ready to launch that. So, but you have done all of your homeschooling while being in a very unique, like family, you know, y'all travel so much um, as a family because of your husband's work, but also you're a working mom. So tell us a little bit about you and your work. Okay. Well, after we had been homeschooling for, uh, you know, somewhere within that first school year. Um, so you remember, cause we were moving all these times and then all of a sudden one of the moves that was supposed to be overseas got canceled. Um, which meant we were going to stay in the States for two years. And that also meant an extreme drop in my husband's income. And now we were not, in addition to the drop in income, we were now expected to live in Washington, D.C. And well, my husband's job paid the bills, but it definitely didn't pay for us to afford to be able to live in Washington, D.C. Not in D.C., no. No, no. Um, it, it, I swear it's more expensive than Disney World there. Mm-hmm. So, and I had a six and four year old and I had been out of the quote unquote real workforce. You know, I had been career coaching at the time, but it was a little bit like, you know, one client here, one client there, you know, kind of keeping my feet wet type thing while my kids were still babies. And um, all of a sudden we're in DC and I'm like, oh my gosh, if I don't get a job, you know, we have X amount of money in our savings, that means X amount of money, months of rent. And after those months, we're on the street because, uh, yeah. you know, government employee, you know, there's, it's not like my husband can, you know, dramatically increase his pay overnight. So, um, I had to get a job and I had to get a job really fast. And we're like, okay, well, I guess we can, you know, put the oldest one was, would have been going into first grade at the time. I'm like, okay, I can do that. But what do I do with the four-year-old? Because now I had a six and four year old. I was like, then I still have to pay childcare for a four year old. And we couldn't afford childcare, much less rent. So, um, the, basically my goal was like, all right, I have to find a job where I can work from home and keep my kids from home. And I have no idea how I'm going to do that. Um, I was literally the only working homeschooling parent I knew in all of my travels in the Washington DC homeschool area. I had never met another working homeschool parent unless it was, um, you know, a direct sales, you know, doing a party here or there kind of thing. Um, but no one who was frankly trying to bring in a income that's going to keep someone in the home kind of thing. Uh, Being a working homeschool mom really until the last couple of years has been more the unusual thing. So you were having to face a cultural difference, having to to start working. I really was. The first couple of years, um, I won't say I got a lot of flack or pushback from the homeschool community, but I did get a lot of who is this weirdo looks. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And for, for once, not because I was homeschooling, because I was trying to work. Yeah. Um, <laughs> And so, but it was coming from the homeschool community and they would kind of just nod at me, but it was so foreign. Yeah. When I had to say, I'm sorry, I can't do that. I have to work. Yeah. And it wasn't, and I had work out. I had a time clock. I had to punch basically, you know, I had set office hours. I had to be there. And, um, you know, so it wasn't flexible. I couldn't do it at four o'clock in the morning or eight o'clock at night. So it was even more bizarre to them. And I would say it was like that for the first maybe two to three years of me doing that. Mm-hmm. 
it wasn't until I moved, we moved from DC to Pennsylvania for three years. So it wasn't until we got to Pennsylvania and I started to get involved in a couple different homeschooling kind of groups there. And all of a sudden I was meeting all of these homeschoolers who worked because everybody worked there. It was, you know, it was very much yeah. that kind of almost blue collar mentality of dude, we bring in money. That's just yeah. what you do. Right. Yeah. Um, which I it was population and that that's such a blessing to have a, a people who understand where you are. Yeah. Everybody had something. It was a gig. It was a side income. It was, um, you know, a diversifying your family income kind of concept, which had always been my thinking, having grown up in a blue collar community. It's like, well, you know, if something happened to my husband tomorrow, what am I going to do? So that kind of always kind of been in the back of my mind. And so all of a sudden I met a, another homeschooling parent and she was a nurse. And my eyes, I'm going, I'm like, like, you're a nurse right now, nurse? And she's like, oh, yes, I'm on call right now. And if I get called, then my husband's going to have to come pick, you know, so-and-so up. And I'll have to go into, and I'm like, oh, wait a minute. Oh, okay. There's somebody else who does this. And my ears just kind of perked up. And I was like, you know, at one point I got her sitting down. I'm like, okay, tell me exactly how you do this. Because I know how I do this. Mm-hmm. But I always felt like, you know, like a weirdo. So how do you get this done? And she's like, well, I, you know, I do three 12-hour shifts, Friday, Saturday, and Sunday. And I'm like, okay. He's like, she's like, that's my, you know, my full-time hours. I'm like, wow, yeah, I guess you can do that. Okay, sure. And then the next week, honestly, it was like almost the next week, I met a single mom who owned a spa and had been uh. and homeschooling her child since the beginning of school year, of the beginning of her school school career because of f- food allergies and um, because it was uh, too dangerous for her to be in a public school environment. And I went, oh my goodness. So how do you do that? Because how do you own a storefront business where you have people coming in all day long and like you have to go take an hour and do a massage and still homeschool your kid? And it's not even in your house. And she's like, oh, my kid has a desk right in my office, right beside my desk. And I went, oh, okay, that's cool. And it was like, all of a sudden I was meeting all these people. I'm going, oh my gosh, this is a real thing. Yeah, yeah. And I was so excited to know that I wasn't the only one. I wasn't the crazy unicorn. I, you know, the, I was a normal homeschooling parent. And yeah. the more people I knew who were doing it, it's like the more pe- people I met doing it. And, and so then, that, yeah, we go ahead. Yeah. So then when I came back to the DC area in 2017, all of a sudden I'm meeting working homeschooling parents everywhere. Everybody mm. was either trying to work or already working and homeschooling and they were just everywhere. Yeah. It was a real cultural shift in the last few years. It's really interesting. It's just the necessities of life. Yeah. It's really interesting because I see, I know that a lot of, let's say, working parents are almost realizing that public, that public school is not the best option for their kids. Yeah. So they want to homeschool, but they've got to figure out how to, you know, keep the income coming in that they're used to, or they've, you know, kind of already budgeted their lives for. Mm-hmm. So, you, you know, I'm noticing a, lar- a large influx of our homeschoolers are coming from that world. 
And that's, you know, they're kind of trying to make that work. And then we have some homeschoolers for whatever kind of financial life reasons who have to go back to work. Mm-hmm. You know, so th- it's really homeschoolers are coming at from every single angle. Yeah, that it, it really is. We've noticed in our local homeschool community that the largest area of growth has been the the parents who are working, but the public schools are not a viable option anymore for their kids for one reason or the other, and they don't have the 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 right fit for private school. And then they find that there's this rich and vibrant homeschool world that's an absolutely marvelous thing. And so a lot of lot of growth in that population. But homeschooling and working requires a whole different set of skills. So you're kind of an expert in this. So tell us about how you make life work. So you've got family, you've got homeschooling, you've got working. How do, how do you do the work-life balance? Well, you know, you always hear about people juggling balls, like, you know, you just have to keep all the balls in the air. Uh That is actually the worst analogy. Um, And I've actually stopped using it. Yeah. It's like, oh, you just have to keep all the balls in the air. And then somebody said, no, it's actually more about spinning plates. So if you've ever seen anyone kind of where they have the plates spinning on top of the stick. So when they do that, they go rush over to this plate over here and they kind of tap it a couple of times and it starts spinning. They run back over here and hit this plate. And so really it's all about keeping the plates spinning, but you're not Love doing it, it all yeah. at once. You just go hit yeah. this thing and then you go hit this thing and you go hit that thing. Now you're yeah. running around like a chicken with your head cut off, uh-huh. but the plates are all spinning. Yeah. And that's kind of how I do it. To be honest, I'm running around like a chicken with my head cut off, but plates keep spinning. Yeah. And, and you know what? We're not we're not running around like a chicken with our head cut off for ninety years. But for the years we need to do that, that's okay. So yeah, you know, it's really weird. I can actually see light at the end of the tunnel. Like I'm literally four years out of my first, and I'm about right. five to six from my second getting done. I can see light at. I can make plans, and that's freaky for me because yeah. when you start this is that thing that never ends, right? It just, yeah, you're never going to be done. But all of a sudden I'm like, Oh, Oh my goodness. I'm about to be done. And that's scary. But <laughs> because I'm used to this now. Um, right. But I will say that that spinning plates has looked different at every, almost every single year at every mm-hmm. stage of this game. It was very, very different when I had that six and four year old who weren't Uh independent learners who, you know, were learning how to read and they needed me there every minute of it. Um, versus now when they're like, okay, can you just go away, mom? Just let me do my schoolwork and leave me alone. Yeah. 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 And so the, the, the plates, there's probably different plates that you're spinning and the number of times you have to tap each plate changes. Do you find as the girls are getting older, that you have a few more minutes for self-care or are you running them around to activities so much that any self-care oh just goodness. has to, yeah. Well, <laughs> so. I make a, t- I make a point of self-care. Good. You know, which for some of us guys, let's face it, it's just like taking a shower every day. I know, um, right? So like I took a shower and washed my hair this morning and I felt like I had like won a medal. I'm not even going <laughs> to lie. Um, but 
you know, so like, I think my definition of self-care has changed. Mm -hmm. Whereas, you know, honestly, when we hear self-care in the media or out and about, it's like, okay, go take a bubble bath, you know, read a book. And I'm like, "Mm, maybe not. Yeah. But, you know, honestly, self-care may be, you know what, I need to go learn this next skill so I can use that in my business or I can, you know, I can start highlighting that as a skill on my resume. So it gets me my next gig or like, I know I'm, I I need to master this. So I'm going to read those books tonight Mm -hmm. versus like a novel. Mm -hmm. Um, Whatever it is about taking care of you, it might be that, you know, right now I'm trying to force myself to actually get a decent amount of sleep a night, which is how I have survived up until this point. Yep. And that's really not healthy. Um, To not sleep is not healthy. Um, And so I'm like, I'm trying to like force myself not to just go to bed at a decent hour, but actually go to sleep at a normal hour and get up at a normal hour. And um, I mean, sleep is self-care. It it absolutely is. And honestly, I know some homeschooler moms look at me like I'm crazy. It's like, but no. Just worry about, get, start with sleep, you know, mm-hmm. the, just get enough hours of sleep and that changes everything. It certainly does. Like body, soul, and spirit. It, it's a gift from God to be able to sleep. It really, just to have enough sleep that your brain is functioning, which mm-hmm. means, you know, they have all these studies out. Like when you're not sleeping, you tend to eat worse, which means more mm-hmm. junk food, which means your weight's going to fluctuate. Your clothes aren't going to fit. You know, your skin's not going to feel good. You're not going to feel good. And, you know, all of that, just because you're not sleeping well or you're not sleeping enough. And so, the beauty of that kind of self-care, it's also role modeling well for your kids. Exactly. And I think that's the mentality that allowed me to get, almost give myself permission to do that, to be mm-hmm. honest is I realized I have these two little angels, huh, um, watching everything I do. And yep. they are make just like I did with my mother, you do with your mother. We watch our parents and we mm-hmm. make all of our life decisions based off what they do. We either decide we agree with it or we don't, right? We go the opposite yep. way or whatever. Mm-hmm. And, um, and my mother was, was honestly a workaholic. She was a career woman. She was very much all about um, promoting and getting that high role because she was just, you know, work was her thing. And I never really questioned that until I had my own kids and realized I don't want to, I don't want to go back to, I don't want to miss anything. And their best hours were from, you know, nine in the morning to three or four in the afternoon. And then the witching hour happens. And then by the time my husband got back home from work, you know, it was just like, oh my gosh, please get them to sleep. And he he didn't get the best part of them. I was like, you know, when I go back to work, that's what I'm going to be stuck with. Mm -hmm. And so I made vastly different life decisions from her, um, you know, to try to adapt a career that I could be more flexible with my schedule and I could have more freedom and all of that kind of stuff just so I could be home. And then homeschooling started to fit right in with that. And, you know, so I know that my kids are watching me and doing everything. And I was like, you know what? I have to live the life and I have to treat myself the way I want them to be treated. Yeah. Yes. And so 
everything changed for me because I'm looking at it through their eyes and through their lens. And so even when I'm taking care of myself, it's really not about me anymore. Yeah. Yeah. It's so weird, but it almost gave me permission to start allowing myself to do that. I don't necessarily have to do it that much anymore because now I do it for me. Yeah. Yeah. You know what, Julie, every time I do an interview, I look for a soundbite that I can do an Instagram meme from. And that treating yourself the way you want your daughters to treat themselves, the way you want them to be treated. That is such a brilliant thought. You know, like our self-care is but not also an how you want them to accept others treating them. That's almost Absolutely. the panic thing for me. Yes. I, um, you know, my husband and I have this running saying that there's no medals for martyrdom. Awesome. You know? Awesome. Yes. So, Exactly. So if I'm going to be the martyr mother and well, you know, be put upon, oh, well, I guess I'll do it all myself. Mm-hmm. You know, if, like there's no medal for that. So yeah, my kids do laundry because I'm not their mate. And I've seen other mothers like frankly shocked that my kids do so much around the house because they had to, because that's how we survive. You know, honestly, if my kids did not help out, this would all fall apart. Um, but Also, you know, I'm using that, I'm using the fact that, you know, they have to learn how to do laundry and do it well and do it correctly and not ruin everyone's clothes. Um, That's to teach them like attention to detail and integrity and work ethic Mm -hmm. and follow through and remembering that these little jobs have lots of little steps underneath them. So I'm trying to teach them all of that under that. But I also want them, you know, when they grow up, I don't want them to accept certain ways of being talked to. Um, They've Mm -hmm. watched me. I've had, you know, situations with some of my larger corporate clients where I was in a bad situation with that client. And, you know, frankly, I had to take them to court. They went to court with me and they watched this woman try to lie about me in front of Mm -hmm. a judge. Mm. And I stood up for myself, A, because I needed to, Yes, but I wasn't going to let my kids sit there and watch somebody talk about me like that. Uh Uh-huh. And that's almost like, because it's, I can't let my kids see that be okay, if that makes sense. Yep, absolutely. And that's kind of just always running through my head. And it was almost life-changing as a parenting kind of theory, almost, mm-hmm. or parenting philosophy. Once almost my, when I, my brain kind of just grasped that thought that everything I do and I allow to be done to me mm-hmm. is teaching my kids something good yeah. or bad. Yeah. And so let's try to teach them the things I want them to learn. That is, that is just absolutely beautiful. So. Really, part of work-life balance is how you model for your kids how you would like them to live their lives. Yeah. I want exactly, you know, we make these decisions for ourselves. And as parents, we make a certain amount of decisions for our kids and kind of how they move forward, too, based on how we teach them. Mm -hmm. And, you know, I've had my kids say, you know, both at this, you know, various times in their life say, I would never homeschool my kids because look how hard you make it look um, <laughs> to, 
It's so awful. My God, you do all this stuff for us. I would never do that. Versus, you know, oh my gosh, you know, when I homeschool my kids, we're going to do this. That is so precious. Yeah, I've heard all those. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) And so, you know, I want my girls to have, you know, to me, the ultimate lean in is for us to have choice and to have options. Mm -hmm. And the ultimate of that is that I don't have to choose between career and between being with my kids. Mm-hmm. Now, it might look bizarre, but I still have a career. Yeah. I have a weird career, granted, but I have a career. Um, and I might homeschool my kids, and it might be weirder than any of the other, other homeschooling parent, homeschooling friends' parents, but they are homeschooled. And that's something that we th- felt strongly about and that I wanted to be with them and sp- experience much of, as much as them, of them as I could while I could. Yeah. Because let's face yeah, it, I have four years left now. So I was like, yeah. oh my gosh. And and there's not one right way to homeschool. So you're homeschooling not your one girls right the right way for them. Exactly. So tell us a little bit about your career and let's let's segue into how you know you can connect with people and help other homeschool working moms. Sure. Well, um, I started off, my career history is that I started off in my day job while I was trying to be an acting major in New York. Um, I was working at a recruiting firm and I moved fully into recruiting after a few years um, because I realized, oh, wow, I'm helping people feed their families. Mm. Like it's not just I'm helping them get a job, but some of these people, their kids are eating this week because I helped them get this work. That's awesome. Yep. It was like that, you know, it was like really straight up basic. I'm helping people put food on their tables, keep a roof over the head. That was it. Mm -hmm. And I realized to me that that was so empowering. I loved that. Um, And then when I got married and my husband's job moved every two to three years, I realized that my career really wasn't viable. Um, And again, this was, this was a few years before social media happened. So at the time, my career wasn't really viable moving every two years like I thought it was going to be. And so I had to find something else. And I tried a lot of different things. And I just happened to be helping a friend with a resume one day because she needed to help with a resume. She was a a military spouse and she was having to go Uh back to work. And um, she's like, oh, my gosh, you know, you could charge people for this. I'm like, Uh What? that's a thing. (laughs) And so I went and started Googling it, charging for resumes and wow, resume writers are a thing. And when I started going down that rabbit trail, then I heard about career coaches and I'm like, Oh my goodness, this is a real thing. People, you can make money doing this. Yeah. And I realized that it was the best of the recruiting world. You know, the helping the person get the job, which was the part of recruiting that I adored. Mm-hmm. I loved that habit. I did not like the part of recruiting where you had to go out and find the jobs to fill. Yeah. But filling the job and helping them get that job, I, was, I loved that. And that's literally what a career coach does. Mm-hmm. Um, so as a career coach, I help job seekers on their side of the table. Everything's soup to nuts from what do I want to be when I grow up um, to I have, a posi- I have a job right now, but I want a promotion. Mm-hmm. Um, or whatever it might be in between. And 
it's to me, it's fun. And that's Mm -hmm. where my nerdiness comes out. Um, (laughs) yeah, because yeah, I'm, I'm the person who thinks writing resumes and interviewing is really fun and really cool. And that's where I totally nerd out. So I have a website where I specifically focus on, on this for homeschoolers and the concept of kind of just marrying all these weird parts of me together. Um, the website's called workingwhilehomeschooling.com. There is also a podcast. If you search for Working While Homeschooling, because that's the name of the podcast, you'll find it as well. Um, and it should be on all of those apps that you listen to podcasts on. And literally, I interview other people who are working and homeschooling at the same time and what it looks like for them. And we've had so many different kinds of jobs and so many different kinds of ways of doing this. And that's really some of the fun of it for me is finding, oh, look, here's somebody who does insurance. Um, We just recently had our first dad on the podcast. Uh He's the homeschooler. Uh Oh, neat. So both parents work. But mm-hmm. the dad is the one who's actually doing the homeschooling and working at the same time. He's yeah, the primary homeschooling parent. Right yeah, that's awesome. Yeah. Yes. And, and for folks who haven't heard Julie's podcast, the Working While Homeschooling podcast, I'm going to put links in the show notes and also to your website and your Facebook group okay, because they are so much encouragement, so much encouragement. There are so many homeschool working moms and dads. Um, and it, it's just a breath of fresh air to have someone talking about it and sharing ideas and resources and, and just, just talking about it helps. So, yeah, yeah. you're not alone. There are mm-hmm. so many more out there of, of us out there than even I knew. Mm-hmm. I really thought it was just going to be a podcast about me. And um, I, that just felt weird. But I honestly can't find enough spaces in the day to interview all the people that I would love to interview for the podcast. Marvelous. (laughs) There are not enough hours in the day to put all of the resources on the website that I want to put there. And I have piled up to put there to help people find jobs or balance, you know, kind of do the work-life balance to plan the homeschooling side of things. You know, we've had discussions about how in the world do you buy groceries and work in homeschool at the same time? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know, um, there was a period last year, honestly, where it was like, oh my gosh, I'm going to buy ho- groceries like 11 o'clock at night because that was the only time I had free. I'm like, surely there yeah. has to be a better way. Yeah. <laughs> than being in a grocery store at midnight, there has to be a better way. Um, so there, I, you know, I have known those days. I understand. Yeah. 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 So, you know, there's just so much out there available. And um, my dream and my goal is to literally bring it all in one place and to be the one-stop shop to help homeschooling parents, to help the working, pa- home, the working parents homeschool. You know, in the homeschooling community, we always say when I go to the homeschool conventions, it's always homeschooling's for everyone. Mm-hmm. And Honestly, I kind of felt that as a challenge. If we say homeschooling is for everyone, we have to actually make homeschooling be for everyone. Yes. Yeah. It can't only be for a dual in dual parent family that has one parent staying home. Right. And you know, it that doesn't work in today's economy almost. Right. In in our in our world, that's not 
as common as it used to be in Leave It the Beaver days. So, um, yeah, so that's the, the beauty of having someone who's talking about it and providing resources, I think, helps encourage other homeschool working moms to say, no matter what my family looks like and what whatever my family situation is right now, if God's called me to homeschooling, I can homeschool. And so yes. just we're going to put all these links in the show notes so that people can get connected. So Absolutely. Well, if you're called to homeschool, mm-hmm. he's also made a path for you to make it happen. Another Instagram meme. So I better wrap it up here. So thank you, Julie Mendez, for being here today. So I, I, again, check the show notes, hit the links, you know, follow Julie and her work. You will be so encouraged. So this has been the Homeschool High School Podcast, brought to you by SevenSistersHomeschool.com and the Ultimate Homeschool Podcast Network. We will see you next week.